Blog Talk Radio.
pa' que mi gata prenda los motores. Súmale mambo pa' que mi gata prenda los motores. Súmale mambo pa' que mi gata prenda los motores. Que te prepares que lo que viene es pa' creer. Because to them, that could be broad. You know, we got to talk like 
somebody doesn't oh, know. Oh man, you, what? You know, a lot a lot of people don't know. So break it down for the people and what vehicle transport <laughs> is to you, what you did, and what it can mean to them. And when, you know what I'm saying? Just break it down. Come on. All right. So vehicle transport basically summed up in in one quick nutshell, without going too much and too deep off the tangent. School buses. Like I said, you ain't lived until you slept in a sleeping bag on a school bus, sitting, laying flat from front to back of the school bus. You ain't lived. I found out, and I have never been on a school bus other than when I drove them for the school district. I have never known that the seats on a school bus go up. Boy, they go up. Wait, 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 wait. They, they go what? what? They yeah, go. That, that, that's up. what we need to know. What? what? <laughs> they go up <laughs> and come back down. They go up and down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They go up and down. They do. No, you just no, don't. No. <sighs> look. What, what, what the thing said in the beginning? You've been muted. Yeah. <laughs> so, what what does that mean for people out there? Um, what what when you picked up a bus? Where did you take it to? Man, it's something everywhere. When you pick up a vehicle, okay, I need you to be more descriptive. Come on. Okay, so, so, all right, school buses, for instance. The largest manufacturer for school buses in the country is here in Georgia. Just to give y'all a regional perspective, the company's name, because I can say it, because they really love the publicity, is Bluebird. Uh, Bluebird is the largest manufacturer in the country, in the world. They make buses for the United States. School systems. They make school buses for Canadian school districts. They make buses for European transport and regular transportation buses. There is okay. stuff on the bus that you just don't even know. So what that with with, that type of freight? And that was got. Did you get? Did you get to choose your own freight? Oh, so yeah, in vehicle transport, they give you a board. Most companies will give you a board that you pick the freight that you want to go. So, like, let's say I have a family trip, right? Let's just say it's a family vacation. I send my family on a plane. They make it their same day. I pick up a bus that's going that direction, maybe going a dollar, making a dollar ninety-two dollars a mile. Going from Fort Valley, Georgia, which is the lovely location of that school bus company, um, and they take it all the way down to places like Tampa, Miami, Orlando, uh, Fort Lauderdale. Um, okay. Another big, another big manufacturer is also in the state of Georgia, and it's actually Morgan. Morgan uh, makes box trucks. Most of the box oh, trucks that you see on yeah, most of the box trucks that are made here are made at Morgan, which they sit off of, uh they sit in White Georgia. They make wow. the okay. they make the the largest majority of box trucks you see on the road. Anything any okay. any box trucks that you see that say Morgan on the back is made here in Georgia. Okay, cool. Um is there a certain like dealership that that make helps them uh will provide trucks to them is it like Volvo, Freightliner? Uh, uh so Ford is the biggest manufacturer for cha- cabin chassis for box trucks. They make okay. 
they make the, the Freightliner also makes a cabin chassis model that is used for box trucks. And sometimes in vehicle transport, sometimes you transport the box truck as a whole assembly. Sometimes you transport the cabin chassis. Sometimes you transport the school bus frame. Sometimes you transport the whole school bus. That's pretty dope right there. And would you tell the people that's interested in that, because there's so many sides of this industry, um, would you tell, Would you recommend that for somebody coming straight out of school, or would you recommend them getting some type of combination vehicle experience before getting into that side? And what are the requirements for them to get into that? What requirements do they so, require you so, to get into there? So, actually, and I'm going to say this with honor to uh, um, Mr. Uh, Dream Chaser himself. So, uh, Vehicle Transport is a contract company. You contract that you're a, a contractor. You're an independent contractor to these companies. Now, will most of these companies will require you at least some level of experience? Absolutely. But there's people that go for, with three months of experience. There's people that have experience only working for school districts. There's people that come straight out of getting their CDL and go straight into it. It just depends on really the person. Is there a lot of money in the industry, in that particular field? Absolutely. You can make a shit ton of money. Um, okay. You learn to travel a lot. I, I'm friends with Delta Airlines because of it. But um, <laughs> um, shout out to Delta because they... Their their peanuts are amazing on their flights. But anyway, um, yeah, they, they, there's so much that you can go into. Would I recommend it for someone coming out of CDL? Absolutely. It gives you the most rawest experience of how to transport vehicles. Because you transport box trucks, school buses, 18-wheelers, flatbeds, um, cement trucks, trash trucks. Would you ever go back to that side, or like, what, what would you, what would be your your suggestions for people, like, at just just as a round scope, like, what uh, would you what would you tell people about so the vehicle transport let, side? So let Miss Tenspy tell it. I cannot go back to that, okay. but if I could, I absolutely would. Man, okay. I have some stories about getting stuck in cold. We were talking about cold weather on another show, uh, two shows ago, I think, um, and weather conditions and preparations for weather. Let me tell you, you, you have not lived till you got stuck in Charlotte, okay, in ice conditions. Amazing. So I want to know, uh, just a suggestion, you know, as I'm seeing it here from uh, somebody, what is what is the reason you can't go back? <laughs> that must have been Miss Tensby, because no one had. <laughs> that so was on, a question. Come on with it. That that was a question from uh, Tensby. I can go back at any time, but the problem is is that as a contractor, you don't have health benefits. You have to go through places like. Um, Healthcare. And those are the things you should suggest. Yeah, we people need to know that because in a regular job, as far as a regular W two, they do have those perks. Well, some people consider them perks. Other people, you know, it, it, it's a choosy battle there. 
So now, I will tell you this much, I, I, and and I will say this: you make a thousand, you can make a thousand dollars a load easy. If you run five of those loads a week, you can make five grand a week. You can also okay. it it, fl- it fluctuates. Uh, based on production because what people don't know is that come September through October or through the beginning no so September through November is when these manufacturers give their employees they lay their employees off for two to three months a year and so during that time so they pay them while they're laid off for the entire time they're laid off so they pay them they still collect the check they're just laid off. Um, they're laid off. They're furloughed, if you will, um, for that time period because the manufacturing of school buses stops in, like, September. Mid-September, they stop making school buses. Um, so they have buses that are that they make. And when they make school buses, they can make about eighty to 90,000 school buses in a year. When it's peak... Okay. It's not. And I did that actually during the pandemic, too, and it fluctuated. Now, sometimes money's good. Sometimes money's not good. That's one of the main reasons. But as Miss Tansby said herself, um, she's the reason why I can't go back. Um, right. We're going we gonna to leave we're gonna that one take it on. There. Yeah, we're going to take it on there. So yeah. from that to... Um, uh, Mr. Dream chasing himself. You hear? You wake over there? We want you to talk about, or I know we were mentioning off air about LTL, and I want you to give your side of LTL and what it is you do to, uh, would you recommend it to the people? And, um, just talk about LTL, some of the things you haul. Um, some of the places you go, um, your picks, your drops, you know, just give it to them in the best. I know about it, but I want you to give your version of the side of LTL that you're doing. So go ahead and give it to them. Okay. Let's get down to business with this. <laughs> Come on. LTL, it ain't for the, the weak hard. I'm going to just tell you like that now. A lot of people, when they hear the OTL, you, I'm not going to say everybody, but you tend to have those. They tend to F, underestimate the type of line of business that is when it comes to uh, the game of trucking. But getting down to the more of it, LTL, as what some may, uh, for the ones that's confused on it, that's considered less than truckload. That's what that is, LTL. Um, in that being said, you have where you can either have I'm pretty sure everybody's seen a truck going down the road, and they're either pulling two trailers, two short trailers, which, uh, you know, we call those pups. You either have those, or you pulling either 53-foot trailers, which is the uh, a conventional trailer, like you have conventional trucks. It's a conventional trailer that a truck drivers pull, and you can have different shipments on that. It means everything may not be going to just one particular customer. And one stop is multi-different stops on that. On that trailer, and uh, that's pretty much what I do as of now. With that being said, the way things are set up with that is you'll tend to have 
uh, let's just say you'll have a stop either leaving, you might have a stop in Georgia, you may have one in North Carolina, you might have a stop in Texas or just whatever it is, uh, just wherever it's going. Now, in terms of that, you might have like a, a box of, let's just say, cameras that's going to a particular store, say a Best Buy, and then you might have a forklift that, you know, which is a machine that people use to unload pallets and things. You might have a brand new one of those going to another stop. And you might have a set of tires, or not just set, you might have a, a bunch of tires going to a, uh, a tire distribution center. So, you know, we tend to call that LTL. And, you know, we're not saying any names here, but you have other companies that's pretty much pros at that. Uh, but you also have other smaller companies that's not as big as these other companies that sets themselves up uh, LTL. And uh, the way my company does it, I'm not saying any names, is once we LTL out, we tend to truckload back. Now, you have other companies not LTL out, and then they'll LTL back. But, you know, the way this particular company does it, they LTL out and then they truckload back is the way they're set up. Um, and what does that mean, LTL back? Is, we we can respectfully say truckload is one stop back. But what do you mean yeah. when you say LTL back to the A-Town? Come on. No, no, what I mean by that, I can break that down. But given what way I do it, we don't LTL back, we LTL out. Now, the LTL, I break it down, it's less than truckload, meaning you have multi-stops out. Now, you can, you know, depending on what company you're with, you might have not only LTL out of your terminal, wherever your home terminal is, whether it be Atlanta, Charlotte, Florida, you know, wherever you're at, you, you'll have that those multi-stops coming out of your home terminal going to wherever all those three or four or five, many ever stops you have going to those stops. Then you might pick up from another terminal, and you might have the same shipment coming back, or you might have where that one trailer or those two pup trailers are going back to your home terminal. You're not making any stops. It may just be where you're taking that stuff back. Now, you tend to have some of these LTR companies where they swap out at select spots. You know, it might be a truck stop. It might be a rest area. It might be wherever it might be. You know, it's a halfway point that these companies create, and you guys tend to uh, have swap-out places where, you know, you'll meet a driver from wherever they're coming from, and then, you know, because we, we, uh, we do tend to do that as well. The company I'm with, we do tend to do that as well. Uh, Y'all do swaps? That's, yeah, that's nothing out the norm uh, at times. Okay. There's nothing that I've, I've never done, but it is something that they do, though, um, okay. as well. But Can I uh, give me... With you saying that, let me get, let me give a little squeeze on that real quick. Let me let me ask something right there. Um, I've been in LTL, but on a different side of LTL where you're at. And when you talk about swaps, I can give one good one. Okay, so we have a run going from uh, where I was at in LTL. We used to run to Cordell, Georgia, and the run to Cordell, Georgia will be a swap where I would meet a team coming out of Miami and they would turn and burn back to Miami and uh, I would take that Cordell load and bring that back to the terminal and they'll bust it down and either send it off P&D or they'll send it to uh, another pump which is going a whole different direction or another van going a whole different direction so my bad, I just wanted to add it in and keep going 
Yeah, no, 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 that's fine. That was definitely much needed. But, yeah, that pretty much is the way that's set up is, yeah, you have a swap where you swap out with a different driver, uh, and that driver takes that load back to, you know, their terminal, wherever the company wants it to go, and then you take yours elsewhere back to the home terminal where you come from. Uh, and then that truck load, which I don't know if we fully got in, but, yeah, that's pretty much just a whole load going to one particular uh, place for the most part. One set that and is, so, yeah, one set destination. Yep. So with that being said, we'll get into that a little more later, but, yeah, that's pretty much uh, that in itself. Yeah, that's going straight back to uh yard. And then what tends to play out is I know the particular company I'm with, we have local drivers out there, and what they do also, you know, what you'll find, too, what you guys tend to find with these LTL companies, these companies tend to have their own docks, their own docks. And what they'll do, they'll bag those trailers up to a dock, uh, to their docks. They'll unload the whole trailer itself, and then they'll swap the stuff out to wherever it's going. Unless, you, you know, unless you're bringing back a truckload from wherever you picked up from, that trailer or that load will go to wherever it's going. Again, you have local drivers, if your company has local drivers and you guys are doing LTL, or they either have that company truck or yard truck or whoever it is, bag that trailer up to the dock. They'll sort, they'll take all that stuff out, sort it out to wherever it's going, wherever all that stuff is going, reload the trailer to whatever destinations they're going to, and then they'll have uh, either a regional over the road or whatever they call them. They'll have those drivers hook up to them and take them to wherever they're going. Who must say with LTL? Would you say for the guys that like to be home? Um, this is me actually talking about my haul. You, would you prefer that to the people that that were looking at different type of freight, especially coming into the industry when they do obtain the experience? Would you say, hey man, yeah, hey, try LTL out, especially if you want to get out every night. Would you say that? And we must we must put some little, a little bit more respect on that because of the economy and the state of where Penn is right now as far as the industry is concerned. What would you say? Well, yeah, you saying that too. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask you a question in terms of saying this. When you saying in terms of the economy, for one, that, that economy is going to be based off how, how strong that structure is as a company. And with that being said, that company definitely has some backbones in the game or definitely got some footprints mm-hmm. in the game. You know, you really, that, that in itself really shouldn't be a uh, an issue for you. Shouldn't even be an issue for that company. They might see a little little piece of change, but you know, a lot of times when these that's why I beg to differ. That's why I beg to differ. But we're getting close to commercial. I'm gonna say this: um, a lot of mega carriers, from what I've seen, because I'm in a Facebook group, and you hear mm-hmm. from drivers talking around the industry. And I'm gonna say this is gonna go to break. Um, a lot of drivers are on like a make call board, a as needed board right now, so they're not even. Some of them are not even getting a chance to work. Some guys with union companies are uh, getting either laid off or just getting or quitting because their companies have no work. And LTL is good. I'm not going to sit here and shame it. But at the same time, like what you're doing on your side of LTL is really good. And I can't say that on your side, but shout out to the drivers that are doing it right now that's at the bottom of seniority boards on line hall and with line hall on companies, that is a struggle. Exactly. It is a struggle because being at the bottom of that seniority list, and that's one thing you got to uh, take into consideration going into a company uh, on LTL is if you're line hall, exactly. 
you'll be at the bottom of the seniority list of guys that's been there 5, 10, 15, 20 plus years. And it's kind of like fighting the wolves to get some good runs. Now, if you do go in on P&D, pick up and delivery, if you're just in the city, we're referring to the city, you may get some decent hours where you can come back in, clock out, and jump on line hall if you want to. But with that being said, I appreciate your dream chasing laid back. Uh, mm-hmm. Go ahead and take us out for a second.
Oh, man. We can't even get into groceries. We got to talk about groceries, too, baby. With reefer, <laughs> the benefits of being a reefer driver, a refrigerated driver is there's something called a bulkhead. You can add that bulkhead to your trailer. And for the owner operators listening in that may be new to the game or somebody that wants to own operator eventually that wants to run reefer trailers, you can add that bulkhead in your trailer. You can add additional um, units onto the trailer behind those bulkheads if you want to have a temperature-controlled type of trailer. And within those bulkheads, you can turn the front end of your trailer, which is the nose close to the bulkhead. You can turn that into a reefer. You can turn the back end into a drive in. What that means is you can have ice cream or whatever on the front of the truck, and then on the back of the trailer, or the back of the trailer, front of the trailer, back of the trailer, you can have grocery products. You can have your canned goods. You can have diapers that need to go on your little baby or something. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. Another thing. You can call produce. All right. And with produce, just like with food, you can LTL it. And what that means is, you have several different stops going in one general direction. And I did that in my grocery life. And grocery life was hard. If y'all was here two years ago for the ones checking in from Snap and Instagram, y'all seen me go through it. And the money, it sits at a stable point, but you have to find out what really works for you. Grocery was okay, but once again, it comes back down to that seniority in this industry. Come on. Correct. Dream change. Talk about the hours in the when, when you ran a uh, refrigerator, oh, how, how was it set up with you on the refrigerator side? Come on, me. Do you hear me, Dream Chase? Yeah. Yeah, he said Dream Chase. Uh, he said Dream Yeah, mine my, my, my was not, um, it wasn't really set on a normal basis, but when I did it, I did it. And, uh, what I what I pulled in it uh, quite often was uh, pretty much a bread is what it is. Uh, just to, just to name a few uh, people you know that loves it. I know it's a lot of lovers that love it. That the uh, Hawaiian them Hawaiian rolls. Ooh, uh, I just came from there the other day. Hallelujah. Yeah, them Hawaiian rolls. Go ahead, Chase. Go ahead and knock it down. Come on. But um, as we speak on that reefer. Uh, it's an advantage when it comes to those reefer trailers and the guys that do it, as well as the guys that have that previous experience might know what I'm getting at with it. The, one of the advantages with those trailers are you can not only pull uh, stuff that needs to be temperature controlled, but you can also pick up uh, draw loads with that stuff. So, I mean, man, you, 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 you not only go to term, unlike your drive-in loads or your, your drive-in trailers with those reefer trailers, Man, you make you can make your money uh ten over in terms of what that is, because you can definitely uh, put down some loads with with that stuff there. Now we are boosting uh, up reefer a lot, and we don't want anybody to get confused. Now you did have to respect the fact that the floors in the refrigerated units are different than driving in, right. and some I'm customers sure. some customers may not want you to have. Um, the real sliding in the floors like reefer do. They have drain plugs as well where if you have, like, fluid 
on the floor, like Correct. wash house, they can drain. But a lot of customers, if you haul and drop product, drop product, may not want you in there with that reefer trailer. So you have to check in with that customer. Or if you're Correct. dealing with the buyer or the seller, you're not dealing with brokers or shippers. You're dealing with the buyers and the sellers. Correct. Check in with them and see what they prefer. But reefer, it does have a lot of perks to it. Now with the unit, there's two two modes on the unit. Uh, for the guys that's coming in and thinking about running reefer, there is, I'm sorry, there's three. There's three. There's three modes. There's continuous, there's cycle century, and there's defrost. And within those three modes, it just depends on the commodity or what you're hauling, and it all depends on the customer's request of what you how to haul their freight to the next destination. But one thing I want you to get used to is late nights, early mornings, <coughs> and bumping docks. Because mm-hmm. ain't, 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 ain't no drop of hook, shorty. You bumping the dock. Am I lying? Come on. You going to bump some docks. And that's 24-8. That ain't 24-7. That's 24-8. If you got drop a hook, that's contracted freight that's set up with a customer. But if oh, not, my you know what I'm saying? That's contracted freight. But if it's not contracted freight, let's believe you'd be bumping docks, live really? loads and live unloads. And it is some hard running in that reefer life. Don't expect to sleep and be like, oh, a customer can uh, reschedule. No, because if that freight doesn't make it there and that product is in there on that floor for that next truck or for that – because uh, product to go to the store, they can either cancel that load or somebody going to have to hear about it. Another uh, thing that you should look out with being in a reefer, I'm going to say this and then I'm going to go ahead and change topics. Um, we had a guy destroy a load one time I was with a company. And the load was supposed to be on continuous. He was hauling a load of meat to uh, to Texas. And the load was valued at $500,000. Just in meat products, mm-hmm. right? And you know they had to let them go. But be careful when you're hauling reefer. Stay stay attentive to, you know, pre-tripping that unit. Yeah, stay attentive to pre-tripping that unit. Make sure you have fuel in the tank. Um, if there's any codes that are thrown on the screen, please get that checked out immediately because if you're on the operator, that goes against your score. And if you have a bad score, if it's customer-based relationships that you're building, you can fuck up something that you want to go a long ways. And that's just that's just being real right there. There ain't no other way to say that. So in the reefer, I used to work for a guy. I'm going to say this one, one last thing. I used to work for a guy that used to get to the customer and turn the reefer off. So, fellas, <laughs> I'm going to let y'all sit and marinate on that one. He used, to, he used to get to the dock, bump the door. We don't have to talk off air about that one. <laughs> no, 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 no. We can talk about that on there, but I don't want to uh, yeah. ramble on. So, fellas, we must get into skateboards, flatbeds. What do y'all have to say about flatbeds? Come on. Shit, I don't know, but I know that they that, that it's a lot of work. See that damn much. So, Dream yeah, Chaser, we'll, do you have anything to give on flatbeds? We'll say this as as bring it back on like what uh, Tiffy just said. It's definitely a lot of work. You don't really have to. It's not really based off of that uh, reefer schedule base. 
uh, unless mm-hmm. depending on what com- companies or customers you choose to uh, pick up or deliver for. But uh, you will get your uh, your gym membership worth. Mm-hmm. I will tell you that. Cardio. Now, I can add on to that because I, I want us to give a little bit because these are the three bases that guys really look at coming into the industry. Flatbeds. When you get into flatbeds, please consider what you want to do and how you want to deal with the winter season because the winter season is pivotal for flatbed. You're not bumping the dock like dry van or reefer boys. You're out in the element. And it can be out in the element at a customer or you can be out in the element standing beside the road. So you have to get used to getting on top of the load, strapping it down, tarping it up, um, making sure all your chains uh, are chained up. And this is for me watching guys. So I haven't done it, but this is this watching other guys do it, making sure those chains, and I think they call them binds, aren't hanging because if the binds are hanging off the trailer, that's a fine from DOT. So you must have those binds, uh, the extended chains, if, to my understanding, wrapped up and secured in the proper position. I would say I like flatbed. Never tried it. For those who's thinking about coming into the industry, I would suggest trying it. Reason being, they pay is really well, and uh, you get to see some cool stuff. You get to see some cool stuff dealing with uh, flatbed. You be in construction sites, and who knows, it might tie into what you want to do outside of trucking. If you want to get into construction or hauling heavy machinery or something like that, that's where the low boys come in. If you ever heard of low boys and those RGNs, flatbed is the basis and the start to low boys. Think about it now. Let's slow it down. Let's pump the brakes. Flatbed, the tutorial of flatbed is what, y'all? It's Because when you start there, you yep, you learn the process of chaining, strapping down, tarping, all that good stuff. And when you go to RGNs, it's um RGNs are the trailers. If you ever see a truck go. with an oversized load. There you go. Those guys they don't drive up over the t- the trailer tires. They disconnect right behind the fifth wheel of the truck. And what the fifth wheel is is where the trailer connects. Where the trailer connects to the truck, the front end of that part right behind the mud flaps disconnects. So they drive up on there. And the flatbed uh, tutorial or training is the beginner basics to RGN and oversized loads, which is the more advanced size where you go into overweight um, loads that's 40, 50, 60,000 pounds. You're talking about what comes with that, fellas? Um, different permits, right? And different permits, permits right? Um, you know, weight. What else? And then another thing I want to say to that uh, for the Escort. ones that maybe some of you getting into is when it comes to those oversized loads, when we, as we, as we made mention earlier about reefer, thing with those oversized loads, it's a set time those loads can be running on the road. They cannot yep. run on the road. Uh, they can't be past. They can't morning. be out past sundown. It's a, yep. it's a, it's a set time they have to uh, be off the road. Mm-hmm. 
We don't do it personally, but we know for a fact that those loads of cops out on the road at a certain point, you might as well just hang it up. You might as well hang it up because it presents a big safety risk to the motor and public. Somebody's going to ask. It presents a big safety risk to the motor and public. And that might be points you can't see, whether it be low bridges, something hanging off a bridge, traffic in the evening. You know what I'm saying? So oversized loads, flatbeds, they're cool. But you don't want to get into that side and not know what it's going to take to actually run that type of freight, Kimo. It's a big team. Come on, come on. So we said we talked about flatbed. We talked Mm -hmm. about reefer. We talked about vehicle transport. Let me say this. uh, Oh, so as as we're talking about those RGNs, too, you might have some guys, we might have some guys here that that wants to go into – as we speak about the the flat the flatbed and the uh, the RGNs and all that stuff, you might ask you guys want to go into like towing. And when I mean the towing aspect of it, not just tow trucks, I mean in the I mean in the, the trucks that uh, haul these flatbed. They, what they call them? They call them land dogs. Now these are flatbed trailers. And say if you have, you know, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't say everybody has seen it, but everybody has seen the accident. Now, when it comes to these big uh, vehicle accidents, 18-wheelers, uh, commercial buses, mm-hmm. you name it, when those get into just horrend- horrific accidents where they, they're, they're immovable, where, you know, you can't drive them anymore, what they do, they bring these, you know, these, these tow trucks in, these big heavy-duty res- rescue trucks. They call them, uh, uh, um, uh, what they call them? They call them, uh, I can't think of the name right now, but they call them, um, they're million dollar uh, tow trucks, rotators. Come on, the rotators? They call them rotators. Yeah. And they they bring these rotators in, or they'll bring in these other big massive trucks too. But the rotator is the biggest massive one. Got these big boom cranes that lift them up, and they'll put the uh, those uh, those tour vehicles, truck, semi truck, uh, uh, bus, whatever. They'll put it on the back of them land dogs. Now the point I was trying to make with that is when it comes to them land dogs, for people that don't know. What they have to do with these vehicles, these big massive vehicles, in order for these these buses or trucks to clear up underneath bridges, they actually have to flatten the tires on all those. They have to flatten the tires on them. Otherwise, it'll be overheighted. But what side of trucking would you say that is is not step deck? It's not flatbed. Would you say it's more so on the tow side of the industry? It is on the tow side, but it, it does it does kind of reference hand in hand with uh, the step deck a little bit. As I would say, because you got to realize they they still use the chains and use those straps. And then I'm pretty sure you've seen it. You might be able to tell it, but I don't know what the uh, what, what what you call them. But uh, the ones that do know that that's either in the game or have seen it. These guys have chains. It's a special type of chain where you hook it from wherever you're placing that, whether it be the axle or the bus or or truck or whatever it is, and you're hooking it to the other end of either the trailer. And what they do, they actually twist them. You've seen that before where they twist the chain to bring it in? Yeah, it yeah, in yeah. Yep. Yep. What they call that? Yeah, and more or less, you know, that's what locks it. They got a name for it, but I don't happen to know the name for that is what it is. Okay. But so, uh, I love that mm-hmm. you said that. I'm getting messages, and I'm looking at how we're doing on certain timing today. 
Uh, I appreciate y'all boys being here today for this show. And uh, we're mm-hmm. definitely going to make and a part two of this. Know. And we also appreciate the, uh, our listeners too. That's here. Yeah, we appreciate y'all for being here. Thank you. We love y'all. I hope y'all had a good uh, Thanksgiving. Um, yeah. One thing I need to say is, fellas, where can they find us? Come on. Dream Chaser, where can they find you? Come on. They can find me. Dream Chaser, where they can find you? Come on. They can find me on Snap and Snap. Snapchat, Dream Chaser, that's C-H-A-Z of the zebra, R. They can find me on our Instagram, Facebook, and uh, you can definitely find me on J3. Okay, okay. And 10, thank you. 10 Speed, where can they find you? Come on. Oh, but of course, uh, they can find me on uh, J3 Trucker Podcast on Instagram. Uh, you can also find me at J3 Truckers Podcast at gmail.com. Um, yeah, because the other one that I have, that, uh, yes. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Thank you, fellas. And I am old, so you can find me at a Truckers Hustle on Instagram. Snapchat and TikTok. Once again, I am also. You can find me on TikTok, Instagram. What's so funny? I must say, y'all love on what loves on y'all. And uh, we will have another episode coming soon. Uh, Schedules, y'all should be able to see them online. If not, we'll get them posted where y'all can see them. Hey, thank you, fellas. We will do a part two. Uh, Production, go ahead and take us out. Kim Mo. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Got money on my mind, I can never get enough. And every time I step up in the building, everybody hands go up. And they stay there.
Don't call it back it up, my niggas call me loco. Down for armed traffic, you know, make me pull that popo. Ask you what you laughing at, represent that mud life. Dirty money, bitch, you better get your mud right. We come together, holding hands and holler, mud life. We all strapping all black, it's like mud life. Stay there. 